What's up, everybody? Joe Sib here with my co-host, Anaya Bogue. And this is Rad Parenting. Welcome to the show. Super psyched to be here. I still have a little bit of Coachella in my nose <laughs> from this past weekend. <laughs> you might want to qualify that. That could mean so many different things, depending what oh, kind of party set- animals yeah, our, yeah. our listeners are. Okay, for our listeners that know me, you know that I deal with allergies uh, constantly, which have gotten better ever since I started using... Uh, those natural oils oh. that my wife always has. Oh, nice. DoTerra. DoTerra. We should, we should have someone from DoTerra on the show sometime because cool. it yeah. really does fix everything. But yeah, as you guys know from listening last week's show, I took my daughter to Coachella this past weekend, and I'm, I'm here to tell you that I had a blast out there. It was packed, but it was great. It was just a good vibe. All, all Everyone's asked me, you survived, you even said. Yeah. You survived. I know. Yeah. 160,000 people for three days. Ugh. And for any dads out there and moms, those are the type of things that you do for your kids. Because I'm telling you right now, when I saw the 160,000 people on Friday night, there was only one reason I would be there, and that is for my daughter. (laughs) Seriously, I must have thought about leaving... 16 times within the yeah, first hour. I'm like, I'm out of here. are better than I because you know? I couldn't do it. But if your youngest wanted to go, you will. You'll I be think I'll just send up. her with my husband because he's more, much more. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good though when parents know. Down with the, that scene. Exactly. I think I, that's, a good, that's a good thing to bring up that sometimes uh, in, in, the, in the team, whichever uh, parent uh, your partner has their str- strongest. Yeah. Like, you know, okay. In your case, it would be your husband saying, hey, I'll take Yeah, to He's generally the more fun parent than I am. <laughs> he is. Isn't it funny how we divide it like yeah. that? Fun uh-huh. and not fun. Yeah. I don't think it's that. I just think uh, for this particular weekend, Karen and I went together because. Uh, and it know, worked out really nice. It, it sounds did. like you two had some good quality time as well. Yeah. It did. It did work out, but it did make me. Uh, realize how much I love her because I will say this: it was a moment. There was a moment during Lady Gaga, one hundred sixty thousand people. My daughter was right up front. She was up against the stage, touched wow. Lady Gaga's hand. Wow! And you, I can't even tell you the anxiety that was running through my body during that whole hour and a half set because I was like, "Wow, okay, there's a lot of people here. Wow, you know, like, I, and I just had to keep. Like, Were you concerned for her safety or just the, just, the energy was overwhelming or what? I just kept thinking. I, I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. It was one of those moments when she was getting dressed and going to Coachella. I was like, "This is the closest in our relationship." To adult moment. Sure. And the only thing I can compare it to, and I know somebody's going to say, oh my gosh, Joe, you're a moron. I compared it to like maybe someday when she's getting married or something. Huh. Like, like it was such a, uh, like a, and it might be because of my lifestyle and my background of just being in the music business mm-hmm. for my whole entire existence. Sure. You yeah. Know? I mean, it made me think a lot about that. I mean, I've only been in music, I've been in music business since I was 14 years old. Wow. Yeah. So I've really, I really don't know anything else. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so the fact to see her going to this concert, and she was so excited, the same passion I had to see, you know, the Ramones or Stiff Little Fingers or the Dead Kennedys. She had that same feeling for Group Love and Lady Gaga and nice. all the other bands. Nice. That's so that was awesome. super cool. That part yeah. was cool. Well done. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, so yeah, I have a little bit of allergies. Because there was a lot of dust out dust. there. You still have some Coachella dust Coachella. up your nose with a rubber hose. Yes. There you go. We're doing uh, Before we get started, I think we need to let everybody know about your upcoming tour dates, what's happening with the record. Uh, thank you so much. Hey, for everyone out there, um, first of all, uh, I'm going to be going out on the road. So this will be airing this Sunday. Um, and I'll be Tuesday night. Uh, I'll be in San Francisco at the Punchline. That's uh, April 25th. 
April 26th, La Jolla Comedy Store. April 27th, Ontario Improv. April 28th, Hollywood uh, in at the Improv as well. And then May 3rd, I'll be heading out to Denver to Comedy Works. And these are all shows centered around the release of my record, which comes out next Friday. That's April 28th. Super, super stoked about it. But if any of you guys want... Wherever you're hearing our voices right now, and if you're in any of these cities, San Francisco, Ontario, um, Los Angeles, and you want to go to any of these shows, I'll make it really, really simple. All you have to do is um, text uh, to 313131 mm-hmm. parenting. We do this texting thing, text the word parenting to 313131, and I'll hook you up a pair of tickets. Just tell me what show you want to go to. Nice. I'm hooking I'm it up. I'm actually seriously thinking about coming to the one at the improv. You better. I know. It's the least I could do to support you. All right. Hey, okay. um, I want to jump into this show, and I came up with this idea today when I was on a jog. One of my super, super close friends, recently, him and his wife had their first baby. Uh, uh, and is it a first baby for him, like, in oh, yeah. general? They wow. just got married. Okay. Yeah, they well, got- Well, that doesn't they, mean he couldn't have had babies from no, previous relationships. <laughs> no previous relationships. I was just trying to make sure, like, really, so we understand, like, this. so this is, like, fresh, fresh, fresh. Like, they really had no clue what they were getting into. No, no, they, they, had, they had a clue. It was planned. No, I know, but you know that nobody knows until you're doing it what exactly. it's actually Exactly. Like. So this baby's probably right now, as, this, as, as, as we talk, is 72 hours old. Wow. You know? So when I was on my jog, I was, because I, when I run, you know, I think a lot about, okay, you know, you know, you kind of have all, I think it's because of the adrenaline. Mm-hmm. So obviously just coming back from Coachella with my daughter and spending time with, you know, Karen and just, you know, all of these ideas and thoughts I'm running. And I started thinking, wow, my buddy is just, getting ready to start this journey. And as I ran, I'm like, wow, what a crazy journey he's about to start. And I've told the story once before on the show that one of the reasons I'm, I'm so grateful for starting this podcast with you is because I was so bad at reading the books that I mm. think a lot of parents read. Like what to expect when you're expecting, what to expect the first year. All of those books. Toddler. I think there's, I don't even know how high up goes. And now. all I can say is, and I, and I think I've told the story about, it was right around the time when we had my daughter, this book called, it was a punk rock book called Please Kill Me came out and it was, <laughs> it was you know, it was the verbal documentation of all the people that were in that scene. And I read that book, which is like a 300, 400 page book in like two days. Mm-hmm. And at one point Karen was like, Joe, please kill me. And you can't read what to expect. And it you know, I was so bad with all of that. Right. But what I always thought about, though, was as much as there's the idea of what to expect in the first year, mm-hmm. you know, what about what to, because I was thinking of my buddy, what about what to expect the first night? Oh my, like, yeah, which is, nobody's prepared for that. Do you know what I'm saying? Even when it's not your first time, because I, you know, I had had my first daughter, you know, now almost 21 years ago, which I can't believe. Um, but when we had Pi, and so I, it wasn't like, I, I didn't have the same, like, there weren't as many unknowns. And still, it was a, it threw me through for a complete curveball. I thought I was having a home birth for this time. Uh, that went sideways when she grew to be enormous. And, uh, and all of a sudden found myself like, you know, yeah, like emergency C-section, yada, yada. But then coming home, well, let's just even talk about the first night for those of us, because most people still have babies in hospital. So even that first night in the hospital. So what I'd love to do is just broad stroke between your experience and my experience, but mainly your experience because, you know, the mother's carrying the baby, mother's giving birth, all of the things that go along with that. And then I'll just chime in with kind of, I feel like at the point when you're a, a new, a father of a newborn, you're kind of on the sideline 
And we actually, you and I did a Wait, show waiting about for, that. Waiting for the next request. Exactly. Yeah. So let's start yeah. with this. And, and this show really being dedicated almost as if we were speaking to uh, two people that are about to bring home sure. their first baby to their house. Um, let's just start with what to really expect that night in the, the hospital, hospital after you have just given birth. Sure. So so first of all, and I obviously, uh, to your point, know best like the actual female version of having your body go through what is a marathon. I like, want to talk about that. There's no, there's no question and there's just no... You know, yeah. So whether you like have a scheduled C-section and you go in and you never have to labor, or you labor for fifteen or twenty hours and then they do a C-section, or you ha- you know have a vaginal birth, whatever. Regardless, you are pushing a brand new whole human being, you know, one way or another. And so if you have a C-section where everybody's like, oh, okay, well that'll be like you know just sort of you know in and out. I don't have to labor, but but. You're, that's major surgery. It is major surgery. All the drugs that they have to give you to keep you awake, but fully numb so that they can cut into your abdomen abdomen and pull out that baby. All of those things have an impact on your entire system. And so, you know, so, so now that the baby is out one way or another, and of course we see in the movies, like so many things that just, I think, screw our heads up around this whole thing, because I want to emphasize that women have been giving birth for <laughs> forever. And have managed long before there were a bunch of medical interventions and all of these other things that, you know, that we do now to really sort of like almost pathologize pregnancy and childbirth. Um, That being said, I think that we also need to be careful not to get caught up in sort of this like fantasy land, like, oh, the baby's going to come out. They're going to pop him or her on my belly and he'll just make its way over to suckle my breast and there won't be any pain and it'll just be like, you know, some euphoric experience. No. Yes, it will feel somewhat euphoric because you're sort of going to be in awe of the fact that you've just created like and brought this new life. The oxytocin is going to be flowing heavily. So there's going to be lots of like, oh my gosh, I've never felt more love in my life. This little creature is so amazing. My partner just, I've made the best choice ever. He or she can do no wrong, whatever. Um, so so there's, there's all, that feel good stuff going on. But we, I think it's really important so that people go in with their eyes wide open and they don't think, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me or I'm crazy or I must be slipping into postpartum. That sometimes might actually be the case. But just know that what your body's doing is so profound, is so major with every aspect of your being involved that what goes up must come down. And so there is absolutely kind of the aftermath of your body going, huh, okay, yeah, we just did that. We just brought this new human being into the world and we just pushed it out and used all these muscles or what we've just been cut into to have this C-section. And so there's going to be a period of time. Um, and then in the hospital, they're in checking your vitals every hour. So if you think you're going to sleep, you're not. Um, you know, the baby's going to be unpredictable. It's its first night out of that yummy, warm, floaty space and going, what the heck's happening? Why did you people bring me out here? So there's a lot of pieces. But I think the one thing I'll say about the hospital is I felt somewhat more secure because I knew there were people around that were watching and were helping me. The first night at home is much more intimidating. Okay. I want to go to the first night at home, but let's first, I wanted to stay with right now Mm -hmm. because I'll give you, let me give you my snapshot of yes. how I remember with both with both our kids. For sure. So for any parent uh, listening that's like, all right, Joe, 
rewind what happens. Okay. Yeah. I remember uh, Karen giving birth to to our daughter, mm-hmm. and I remember you were in the room. We were, I was in right the room. There. I was in the room Got with it. the video camera, and I was told to film from her shoulder looking over because mm-hmm. we didn't need to have the uh, the sex ed film for our kids to right. see for the rest of our lives. Right. So uh, sometimes they also just don't want you in the way. Yeah. They want you on the other side of that drape. Yeah. All I remember though was there was a great vibe inside of the room with the doctor. Great. We, the first time we had a doula. Second time we mm-hmm. didn't. Um, there was a lot of, uh, get, I was just being, I was just like Karen's roadie to her giving birth. It was mm-hmm. like, Joe, go get ice. Got it. Go get flavored ice. Got and it. You're so get, good at that. get the flavor ice out of my face right now. <laughs> you know, like, so I was being treated like a roadie, like dude, bail right yep. now. And I was cool with it. I was just there. Um, at a certain point, once Karen had given birth and we were lucky, everything, you know, happened. Was good, yep. Um, we did have to induce because we were a couple weeks mm-hmm. or I think yeah. a week or two, maybe. They usually don't like you to go more than two weeks. Yeah. So something like that. But, um, what I remember is this, and this is the thing I'd share with all of, uh, the, the people out there that are about to go through this was as soon as your partner, you know, gives birth to, to that child, it's go time for you in the sense that I remember, at least from a hospital birth, that they went and they had to check Karen, make sure that she was cool, and you just nailed it on the head. It was hours and hours of pushing this human being out of her. So she was done. Mm-hmm. She was cooked. Mm-hmm. I remember the they gave her the baby to hold, you know, gave her yep. our daughter to hold and did all of that. But then all of a sudden, I'll never forget this, the nurse and my daughter and her, we all walked down you know, this hallway yep. to uh, and the have the baby checked to, out. She's and the nurse is carrying my daughter uh-huh. at that point. And I remember they check out my daughter and they do the little prick on the thing mm-hmm. and they do this and they do that and they do all this. And I'll never forget as long as I live. The nurse goes, Okay. She wraps up my daughter and then hands her to me and I start to walk. And then the nurse is hand standing back there. I go, Well, aren't you coming? She's like, I'll never forget. She goes, No, Dad, it's your turn. Oh, and I remember I was just like, yep. it is on. Yep. And, and for me as a father at that moment, the the I went into just probably the biggest overwhelming like adrenaline go time that lasted, I'm not going to lie, like lasted like probably like three weeks yeah. before, and I've said it on the show, I went into her room one night and I was like, whoa, like you're not visiting. You're, you're here not for, leaving. Yeah, you're not leaving. Like you're oh, not a God. relative. Like you're like you yes. are a relative, but like you're here, you're here for life. Which probably goes back to me at Lady Gaga this weekend. Now you can understand sure. why I was like this little teeny person I used to hold yes. in my hand is now up there with you know all these dudes with their shirts off. Right. Uh, so with with all that said, the the amount of responsibility that I felt I had right away was to get my daughter back to the room. And then at that point, this is where I want to throw it back over to you. We uh, started uh, trying to nurse right there. Mm-hmm. And we were lucky because the, the, and I didn't know this at the time because mm-hmm. I hadn't done this podcast. I didn't know that there could be, um, you know, the nursing can and cannot happen sometimes. Yes. And, and, that, and then also I didn't realize how much it hurts. Oh my gosh. Okay, so can we can, yes. so for the moms right now, can you, you yes. just dive into that right now? Yes. Okay. So there was so we're some, back in the room there, first night. We're yeah, back in the room first night. And I want to just say, like, even as I was picturing you walking down the hall, like that whole feeling of like, what if I trip? What if I trip? Of course, now I'm gonna trip. I'm not a clumsy person, but I'm gonna trip now that I have this new little human being. I mean, it's so crazy the things that come to your mind. So the thing with nursing, uh, breastfeeding, that is so first of all, let me just like I feel very strongly uh when possible 
do it because to date they have not been able to find a way to recreate the sort of magical cocktail that a woman's body produces, particularly in those first few days that's loaded with um, uh, various parts that that build up a baby's immunity almost immediately, give it exactly what it needs, anything it's deficient on. So it's just, it's just incredible. And so I think it's important that if you, if you are able than to try and know that it is going to be painful because, you know, especially, you know, and even again, I was on my second baby and that just happens to be more fresh in my mind. For the moms out there, describe though, they've ne- someone that's never, ever, ever nursed a baby. So Why is it painful? It's painful because although, you know, our breasts are designed to be able to provide sustenance to our children, to have a, a little human being with an incredible suction in their <laughs> mouth, like another just amazing thing of nature, um, that that pressure on your breast is intense. And particularly for the first few days, it can start to get raw. Like when you're, you're trying to what, get- Is that what they refer to as chapping? Yes. And, and one of the things that is a, a magical cure, as it turns out, because I'm always like, we have everything we need, is if you just, um, uh, if you just put a little bit of pressure on your breast so that some of the uh, milk comes out and you use that to just rub on your nipples where it's raw, that milk will help to heal the chapping very, very quickly. So That's how, I don't want to use, is the word potent the right word to use of vitamins and yes, everything? Yes, it's incredible. And how crazy is that, that the body, uh, that your body, all besides the chapping that comes from this little human being sucking on it, that your body goes, oh, hey, check it out. We'll also give you a little, little of that uh, breast milk that can fix that. Exactly, it is, and we should honestly, we could do a whole show on on breastfeeding because there is some amazing research out now just about how incredible the female body is in producing exactly what the baby needs. So anyway, so that's why it hurts. I think it's important. A lot of women don't know. I didn't know with my first baby. I, I knew by the time I had my second that there are actual people out there that are called lactation consultants. Many of them work in hospitals, so they're readily available. But if you happen to be at a hospital where there is not a lactation consultant, they are available. Look online, find somebody in your community because that was, again, even on my second baby where I had a clue, there were some issues with Pythia that I didn't have with my older daughter, um, just in terms of the way she was latching on. And if it goes, if it, if it isn't on point from the beginning, that's when you can really start to get that raw, painful feeling. And then you you almost don't want to nurse because you're like cringing every time the baby wants to go to, to suckle. So a lactation consultant can help you like assess exactly like where is the baby not working? How can you change the, the positioning of their head? You know, how do you, you know, what's the right moment to sort of get their mouth open and then pop it in there so that they start sucking properly? Would the hospital be able to set you up with someone with like this that night if you were having a problem with the nursing happening? I, I believe so. And if it wasn't an actual lactation consultant, most nurses that work in the um, the mat ward will be able will be able to help. I mean, they they those are the th- kinds of things that they're they're there to support you with. Oh. So, but it, eyes wide open. Please don't think, oh, if this hurts, this must mean I'm, it's not something I'm supposed to do or I'm not built for. Ask 
for help and don't, I think a lot of moms don't ask for help because we've got this ridiculous notion that while it is a very natural process, there are things, there are obstacles that are completely, are also completely natural and there's nothing wrong with asking for help. It does not mean you're a failure. It does not mean there's something wrong with your baby or your breasts or your body if if things are just not, you know, you're not singing zippity doo and like in some magical place <laughs> for the first night. All right, great. So we've got that. We've talked about uh, the dad or mm-hmm. the partner mm-hmm. bringing the child back down to the room, mm-hmm. trying to get some nursing going on. Yep. Now I want to fast forward to that night in the hospital where you're actually sleeping for the first time. Mm. No longer just the two of you, yes. just the three of you. Yes. What I'm going to say to uh, the dads or the partners out there that you know aren't carrying the baby at this point, uh-huh. you're going to need a place to sleep. And I'm going to tell you a little trick right now. This is what you're going to do. Because you're, <laughs> no, seriously, this, this is Joseph getting I'm rad ready. right now, okay? <laughs> they aren't going to provide you anything to sleep in. They're just going to be like, yeah, you're going to sleep on the chair. And the chair that they're going to offer you is like a chair that you sit at like 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 a, just a little fold-out chair. It's not, And maybe if you're lucky, it might be somewhat of a, a chair that has some padding. Yep. So they're going to expect that the person that didn't give birth, yeah, you just sit in that all night. Right. Okay. Telling you that ain't that's not going to work. So yep. what you need to do when you get there is you can look around uh, for almost like a cot mm-hmm. or some sort of and 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 there's but there's only a few on the floor sometimes. Do you hmm. know what I'm saying? So so what I was the master of doing was I would go into other rooms and I would see one in there and I would just take it and put it in my room because I was like I'm gonna be <laughs> now I didn't realize that until we had our second child because the first time. I ended up just sleeping in the chair or on the floor with the blankets and you don't get any sleep at all. And I'm telling you right now, when the baby is laying uh, with the mother in the bed Mm -hmm. and they are getting some sleep, I know it's going to be hard to do, but you're going to have to try to get some sleep at that moment because at that point, and this is something that I feel is just a part of your life until it's not a part of your life. You will learn how to sleep and this is for the moms, this is for the dads, this is for everyone. Mm-hmm. You will learn how to sleep sitting up in a car. You will learn how to sleep when you're waiting uh, for uh, your coffee to be made uh-huh. at Starbucks. Everyone around you screaming and yelling until you hear your name, Joe, Latte. You will get like a few minutes in that. You will yep. learn how to sleep in any situation Anywhere, anytime. possible. Yep. So with all that said, that first night is really the beginning of... Your body, it does this crazy thing. It knows, all right, you got some time to sleep and yep. it'll shut down. I remember, I remember uh, even when we, and, and we're going to get to the next part, getting home uh, with our daughter, that when she went down, it was almost like all of us went down. And, yeah. I, and sometimes, you know, it, it's the middle of the day. You're like, hey, I can get an hour yeah. of sleep right now. Yeah, hopefully. So that was the one thing I just wanted to share for, yeah, exactly. That was the one thing I wanted to share for the people out there is, is make sure that that first night you, if you, you know, the one, the, the person that didn't get birth, you still need a place to you, lay You do. Out. And it's important in order to be a great support to your partner. Um, and I would just say in advance, like, so that we don't have to ideally resort steal to from stealing someone else's from room. other rooms. That was the punker is, in me. Sorry. It is a legitimate and righteous request to be like, okay, so if we're going to have our baby in this hospital, can you just tell me what the accommodations are going to exactly. be for my partner? You know, that, ask it. And you know, either they have time to make sure that they can accommodate you or they're like, no, we don't do that. In which case you might want to consider, you know, being at a birth center or some other place that is an option for you. There you go. So now we've kind of framed, uh, the birth has happened the first night, the second night in the hospital. Yeah. We've got that all handled. Mm -hmm. Uh, now. Let's talk about the first night home. Let's, let's, let's go for the car ride home. 
Oh, God, that's a good one. I want to start with the car ride home. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Learn wow. how to set that uh, car seat for your child up. Before. Before. Yes. That's not the time no. that you figure it out. Good call, Joe. You know, because at this point, you know, people, you have to be the roadie for your family. Yes. You are no longer, it's not about you anymore. It's about this little person and taking care of the person that pushed this person out. So don't, at that point, isn't the time to learn how to put the car seat in. The more that you can set up ahead of time, the better. I had the car seat in there already. So that when we put my daughter in there, I remember we put her into the back and we went up front. Now I'm even more of a weirdo. My whole thing was I even wanted to have the first song that she was going to hear uh-huh. set up in the car, Aww. Bob Marley, uh, and it was uh, Soul Rebel. That's so sweet. Which I sometimes regret playing because it's a total song about like <laughs> fighting and like you're you're not going to uh-huh. listen to anybody. And I'm like, why did I play that to her when she's making me go to Coachella with her for three days. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, so like, you know, you can set those kind of things up. And then the last thing I'll say about the driving experience back to the house, it, I'm going to lie. You'd be, I'd be lying to you guys if it wasn't what Aeneas suggested with, you know, when you're walking down the hallway with your child, yes. like, Oh God, I hope I don't trip out. The most stressful drive of It your was life. the most stressful drive. And I, and I, and all I remember is this. I remember saying to Karen, can't everyone just stop? Like I literally wanted everyone in LA to be like, Hey, yeah. stop for a second. Joe's cruising through with his kid. Yes. So everyone be cool. I remember even looking out the window after Karen gave birth that we, because we did it at Cedars Sinai. Yeah. Has this huge oh, me view. Too. Yes. Huge view. Yeah. I remember looking down there and I was holding my daughter and I looked out the window at the rest of the world and I wanted them to stop yeah. and acknowledge well, like a moment of like silence. Like the Lion King yeah. as no, you hold I up here. You, you, ha- you start having those feelings. Yeah. Like, the world is insane. Like there is a new life here. Exactly. Doesn't everybody realize that? Yeah. So the drive back oh. uh, is a stressful one. But like I said, once again, recap, have that baby seat already planned. Make sure when you pull the car around, you've got everything ready to go and you get everyone home nice and safely and it won't be as bad as you thought. Now, we've walked in the front door. We don't need to talk about getting the, the baby's room set up because I, That's know you, hopefully already yeah, happened. I know you guys already did that. Um, and you have everything set up there and you got the food, and you got the supplies and mother-in-law's there, maybe mom's there. All of those things are nice. But l- let's now talk about that first night Mm -hmm. in your own home. And we talked about this a little bit before, I think when Dr. Suzanne was on, but in terms of thinking about what you want that, like know that that first night is going to be difficult. Um, There's, you're probably going to want it to be a real bonding experience like you and your little family. Um, It might be nice to have a relative that's on call that if you need somebody to pop over or help, but it's not somebody who's necessarily staying in the house with you, unless your comfort zone dictates that that would actually make you feel better. Um, I definitely had the experience both times with, I'm too young to be doing this. Like I'm not an adult yet to be having, which is insane because although the first time I was 26, which is still a, I mean, a full blown adult by most people's reckoning. I mean, the second time I was 38 and I was still like, are we really equipped to do this? Like, can we really have a second baby? Um, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of fear. So above and beyond the standard things that we know, like it's, you're going to get a lot less sleep. You know, it's going to be difficult the first night. Like is he or she going to be okay in the little bed we set up? Yeah. What I want you to touch on though, Anaya, right now is for, I want you just to try to go back. And I know that we 
discussed a little bit before some of the feelings that are known mm-hmm. with mothers, mm-hmm. you know, whether like all the, the fear, mm-hmm. is he breathing? Yes. Getting up. Just, can you kind of, I also know there's a lot of emotions going through your body yes. at that point. There might be a lot of crying for no reason. Yes. Maybe so, you're not super stoked or the emotions can go the other way. Why yes. am I so, you know, super so, for, so that's the first thing to start with is yeah. just know that the emotional roller coaster only gets more intense, like as the days progress for the first couple of weeks, because again, you've, what you're, what you're, hor- hormonal state needed to be to sustain that pregnancy and then take you through childbirth is a different place. So now they're like, they're moving to a different space to now be able to like produce milk and have you be in a different state without this human being growing inside of you. If you've had a C-section, you are very, very, very sore. Like, I mean, you've had major surgery. Um, In my case, because I had a baby that was 11 pounds, one ounce. And if you have a C-section, you cannot pick up anything more than 10 pounds for six weeks. So my husband did everything. He picked the baby up. He took her out of her bassinet. He brought her to feed. He changed all the diapers. I mean, it was really great for their bonding experience, but know that if you end up having a C-section or if you've planned on a C-section, that the whole picking up and carrying and all that is going to be significantly hindered. And in fact, you may not even be allowed to do it. Um, And then in terms of the fear, so that's like hormonal ups and downs, completely normal. In terms of the fear, yeah, like to your point, the breathing thing. I mean, we had the monitor right by her face in the bassinet and I would like wake up regularly be like, can, can I hear? Is she breathing? Because the fear of something going sideways and like waking up to a baby that's not breathing is so unimaginable that you're like, fine, I just won't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I used to sleep on the floor uh, next to my daughter's bassinet because I was so freaked out. So what what did you think you were going to do from down there? Could you hear her? I just wanted to be that much closer Closer in case something something went on. Sure, yeah. Do that. Um, I want to. I want to sidebar really quick. Mm -hmm. Uh, For our experience, we had the glider inside Mm -hmm. and the glider rocker, like the nice, smooth, yummy rocking chair. Yeah, we had one of those too. So everyone listening right now, and if you're like, "What's he talking about?" When he's talking about glider, yeah, get one of those for all my bros out there. I'm not talking about anything to do with surfing or skateboarding. I'm talking about it's a just a high high performance rocking Rocking chair. chair. That's super smooth. Super smooth. Or you might have the old school rocking chair, but you have that in there. So once again, my wife would would go in there and then we would take the baby out and place her in there. Um, Those times I remember, even though they are 16 years ago, I still can remember that partnership that Karen and I kind of kept going back and forth because, and I want to throw this out there, you know, when our daughter woke up, I always felt, hey, if she's gonna nurse, I gotta, I gotta be up uh, until she goes. All right, you can go back to bed. Yeah, I would. I, I felt on, like I, I had think to that's be that very dude. sweet. I think it's very sweet and very like I'm. We're in this together. I would argue that it's at least worth a conversation to, and I think in fact, make it a conversation. Don't assume that there's something to be said for. You know what? If I'm the only one who can feed this child right now because we're nursing him or her. I'll let me be awake and you sleep so that the next time the baby gets up that maybe just needs to be changed, you can handle that and I can keep sleeping because you've gotten a few more Z's in. I think it's really important to sort of tag team on the sleep. But also I think that, you know, t- talk about it. And and it may be that the the as a new mom, you're saying, I, I, I feel kind of freaked out, like just getting up and doing this by myself. Would you just wake up with me? And, yeah. and if that's your agreement, but it, lots of conversation about what your comfort level is, how you all feel safe. Um, because the baby, we've talked a lot about the radio tower, 
right from the get. I mean, I would argue even in utero, but if you bring that child home and the first thing he or she is experiencing is a lot of nervous, fearful energy, and you can somehow mitigate that by saying, okay, so how are we going to do this? How are we going to stay calm? How can we have each other's backs? We're in this together. You're not on your own, honey. Like I'm right here with you. The other thing, big tip for the nursing is we get very, very thirsty when our babies nurse, like almost immediate. Like it's like, oh my God, I'm dehydrated. So if you want to help out with your nursing partner, just run and get water as quickly as possible so that the minute she starts nursing, she has that water on hand to kick back and she'll be very, very happy. Yeah. One thing, right now where you're talking about that, about the sleep, the sleep and how hard it was, are two things that I'll say about that. I remember looking at, uh, Karen and I always talk about this. We look at photos pre-kids yeah, and look at photos after, and you can literally see like that was when our faces like went yeah. bro. This it's is- like watching like a, a president before and after oh, the presidency. So like, much. wow, totally I got this. his butt kicked. I remember this so much. I don't know why. It might have been the, you know, the sleep uh, deprivation. deprivation, but for some reason, whenever I would go in to pick up our daughter in those first couple of months and and it would be middle of the night or two in the morning or like, oh my God, she just nursed and now we got to nurse again and back and forth. Yeah. All I could ever hear in my head was the Beastie Boys song, No Sleep Till <clears throat> Brooklyn. Like, wow. I, I don't know why. I And I would just well, be- it seems appropriate. I would just be singing that, you know, or not singing it, but I would just be- In your head, it, yeah. In my head over and over and over again. Um, I feel like we really covered- you know, basically the, from the moment that you show up, uh, with, with your son or daughter home, walking down the hallway in the the first night in the hotel, the first night in the hospital, getting home, that car ride. Mm -hmm. I'd love just to kind of close the show with maybe a personal experience from you. And then I'll throw one back at you with just something that was so much different than you anticipated it was going to be. Like you like you did say, emergent, emergent, emergency C-section. C-section, yeah, it was a big curveball for me. Can I throw, ask you one question? Mm-hmm. And this is so naive of mine. Yeah. What does it mean when someone says, oh, I got a planned C-section? And it always sounds like they're like going to have the baby on a Monday and yeah. raise it and they're done on a Tuesday. And they're done on a Tuesday. <laughs> so, um, so, so scheduled C-sections, I, I can't say for sure if a if what it would look like if there's scenarios in which a woman is like, dude, I just don't want to give birth vaginally. I'd like to do it via C-section. But typically it's a woman who's on her first baby, they discovered that she was going to have to do a C-section. And so then, uh, although there are many doctors that will perform what's called a VBAC, so um, virginal, uh, sorry, vaginal birth after uh, C-section, after cesarean, um, a lot of doctors are like, you know what, we're going to run into the same problems. Let's just schedule this, do do it as a C-section so you're not putting your body through all that labor because we're probably going to end up in the same place. Got it. Okay. Back to my original question. Okay. Something that turned out totally different than you anticipated with your first night, maybe that first week at home? Um, well, it was all really unexpected because my first baby had been um, a, a vaginal birth and it was really, I mean, the healing with a vaginal birth is so much quicker. Your body's just done something it's totally designed to do. And although, you know, you kind of feel drained or whatever, and I'd lost a lot of blood with my first, I was tired, but my body bounced back really quickly. So it was definitely a big surprise to go from desiring and really setting everything up to have this very um, natural birth with very few interventions to finding myself having grown a gigantic baby and needing just about every intervention available, um, including the fact that I 
lost a lot of blood again. They had to give me a blood transfusion. So there was some big curveballs like right out the gate. I was in acute care for three days after that because of all the blood that I'd lost. Um, so in the hospital, the initial birth, those were the things that were unexpected. Um, once we brought her home, I can still remember, even as we're going through this whole show, there was one night in particular where I remember my husband sitting on one of those big, like, um, you know, those big exercise balls? Yeah, yeah. The bouncing doula, the on doula, that. The doula had one of those for us on the first birth. Okay. And I was always sitting on it. Right. So he would, to get her to like, because it was always like, just as we were winding down and ready to go to sleep, and I was exhausted, so nine o'clock at night, suddenly she'd pop up and be crying, and we wouldn't know what the heck she wanted, and he would sit like half naked on this exercise ball, bouncing her for as long as it took. I mean, it was such a good sport, but I remember in those moments going, what the heck was I thinking? How could I have done this again? How did I forget? Well, it had been 12 years, you know? And of course, I love the fact that we have Pythia and it was such a bonding experience for my husband and I, and then also, you know, just with this new little person. Before we get out of here for a mom listening right now that's nine months pregnant, mm. ready to drop any day, <laughs> they're literally listening to this going, oh my gosh, this is the first time I've listened to Rad Parenting. I'm going to listen to every episode after, yeah. give them all great reviews yeah. uh, <laughs> on iTunes. Please. Uh, what would you want to say to a mom right now if they were getting in the car with their partner, mm -hmm. heading down to the hospital, ready to give birth? Uh, the water is just your, your body is made for for this, and it is the most extraordinary um, thing that you will ever do. And just enjoy the ride, like, and it is going to be a ride. It's going to be a roller coaster of emotions, of hormones, of physical taxation of your body, um, and then just the absolute joy of loving another human being at a level that you've never experienced, and the fear that comes with that of anything ever happening to a little human being that you love so much. Full circle. Now you understand why. <laughs> you were terrified as your daughter was- <laughs> Watching Lady Gaga. When Lady Gaga well ran by and slapped her hand, I was like, stop doing that, Lady Gaga. Do not slap people's hands. <laughs> I'm going to say this for the dads really quick and for the partners out there that um, are not the person about to give birth right now. I will say this. The best, th the thing that was totally different that I never anticipated for me personally was the final, finally I felt like I grew up and I was uh, an adult. Mm -hmm. Like when I went and had my first cup of coffee after my daughter was born, mm -hmm. I might have said this on the show, I remember waiting in line and I had ordered coffee a million times. But when I had that first cup of coffee and then holding her, drinking coffee, I was like, wow. Like it felt so like I'm a dad. Yeah. I have a child. I have responsibility. Yes. I got to get rad. I got, you know, like I, Yeah, I mean, you've crossed another threshold. It's a rite of passage, really. Like it, there's something that fundamentally changes you. It really was. You. I was like, I was a parent. I need, to, I need to take care of this person. It's not just about me anymore. It re really. And I'll say right now, that is one thing, that it is not about you. I don't think, I don't know if it ever is ever again, again about just you and your partner or if it's just you. I yeah. Really, I really don't think Agreed. it is. Agreed. Agreed. I really don't think even, it is. Even this morning, just a, like my almost 21-year-old was giving me grief about something and you don't talk to me and you're not, you know, I, I want to be part of this. And I was like, I don't make a single decision, nor have I since the day you were born, that doesn't include you, that you are not somewhere in my mind and I'm factoring you in. And they, the, our kids will not know that until they have kids of their own, just as was the case for us. Yeah. So. And, 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 the, and the only other thing I want to say before we get out of here is that the other thing that was a full 
eye-opener for me was how close Karen and I got mm-hmm. right after yes. the birth because you know she had to get some stitching afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I had mm-hmm. to you know be right there to help her out. And as a dude, I always thought like, oh man, I don't know if I could be that guy. Like I like you know little kid like oh I don't know yeah. that's too gnarly for me. Yeah. I don't know. And I was so blown away on how her and I just came together. And was yes. like yeah we had a kid together. I, I don't care what, whoa, we got to do, yeah. yeah, what do you need? You need yeah. that? You need me to hold this? Yeah. You need to put that there? You need to tape that there? You need to buckle that over here? You need to, you know, yeah. it's like, yes. we just dove in and and it brought us, you know, closer together. Yes. And I really feel that that to me is wonderful as birth and having a child is, that to me was really the thing that I never knew was going to happen. It was yeah. crazy. I didn't realize, yeah. oh, whoa, this actually gonna make you and I go to the next level That's in our relationship. Right. Yeah. Which I'm not advocating go out and have a kid if you're in a bad relationship. Please right don't. Now. That only makes it worse. <laughs> don't do it. It's not a solution. So with that said, <laughs> uh I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to Rad Parenting as I do each and every week. We do not take you guys for granted. Uh want to thank everyone for all the emails. Please continue keep them coming. Them. Please keep them coming. Radparenting at gmail.com. One more time at the beginning of the show, I was giving away tickets to see me in San Francisco, April 25th, April 26th, La Jolla Comedy Store, April 27th, Ontario Improv, April 28th, Hollywood Improv. That'll be a big one. You'll get a chance to meet Anea. Don't even come see me. She'll be at the show. Maybe maybe <laughs> start I'm asking her questions. Free therapy right up there. <laughs> uh, and if you want any tickets to the shows, all you got to do is text the word parenting to 313131, and I will hook you up with two free tickets to see me tell the jokes. With all that said, my name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Boke. With all...